Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. I'm actually really excited to talk to you today about parental guilt and how it absolutely rips your inside apart. You know, I was in preparation for talking about this today. I looked up the definition of guilt, and I'm shocked that I didn't know it off the bat in terms of just not even looking it up, right? But like, I'm going to read this to you. So the noun is the fact of having committed a specified or implied offense or crime. And then the verb is to make someone feel guilty, especially in order to induce them to do something, right? Like I'm going to make you feel guilty and you're going to be manipulated into doing this. And the first definition is what really struck me because the fact that we as parents rip ourselves apart with not only guilt, but shame, right? Which is, by the way, never, ever healthy to create that narrative or pattern within your brain. Like it's, it's not going to do any positive. Yeah. That's implying that you're, you're guilty of, of something that you have wronged your children or, yourself or someone else has wronged them. And I would say that 99 to 100% of my parents that come and work with me all say, I wish I was a better parent. I need to be a better parent or I, I should be a better parent. Actually, one of my clients in particular recently had just said that. And I said, how does it feel? How does it feel to feel like guilt, you know, as a parent or feel like you need to do more or feel like you haven't done enough or feel like you are failing your children? And she said, it feels like a failure and it feels like giving up. And then I said, okay, how does it feel to feel like you're giving up or feel like a failure? And she said, it feels shitty. And I said, fuck yeah, it feels shitty. Like, yeah. Why would you want to feel that way? Why? And I said, how does it feel to feel shitty? And it took us a really long time to get down to the word sad. I feel sad. And feeling guilt and shame versus allowing yourself to recognize that you just sometimes are sad or sometimes feel like you're giving it your all. And sometimes you feel sad that you're not an octopus and can't be in all the places at one time. You're allowed to that sadness. But what we're doing currently is we are ripping our insides apart to the point where you can't sleep, either can't eat or mind-numbingly eating. And you're just absolutely attempting to have tentacles when there's no humanly way possible to do all of this. 
I have gone through so much guilt through my own parenthood and had to learn how to release that through understanding sensory and emotional regulation, doing this on myself and doing this with the kids and all of that. And then stepping into a co-parenting relationship with Jonathan and then into widowhood, there were so many steps along the way. And when the kids left to go to Jonathan's, I would shut the door, fall to my knees and hysterically cry. I felt such guilt and, and, and again, yeah, shame for not being with my children every second of the day. And then I had it in the home. So once they would take a break from me, right, I would get a moment to breathe and and recharge my battery before they came home. And still yet I would find myself guilting and shaming myself when I didn't show up in the way that I was like, come on, Brooke, you just had a break, get it together. Right. But it's not, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to release that guilt. It's not that easy to just say, nope, I don't feel guilty. Like, because then it's almost like you think you're just, you're just fucking selfish. Like, what do you mean you don't feel guilty? Like, all right, well, there's something wrong with that person because of course you should want to be with your kids. You know, the guilt and shame was wrecking my insides so badly that I had to figure out a way to release it. I had to figure out a way to say, you're doing enough, Brooke, you're doing enough. And yet you're, it's okay. Like it's okay to take that break. It's okay to not always show up as perfect. It's okay to every now and then snap at your kids. It's okay to lose it every now and then. It's okay to find a balance between life, parenthood, career, self-care, friendships, relationships, all the different things. Yeah. And if you are one who's listening to this and feeling that guilt every single day, ask yourself, is that guilt serving me? Is it allowing me to see all the beautiful parts of me and what I am doing? Is it allowing me to take data as to how I am showing up for my children and for myself in parenthood? Like take data of that. And we have to change the narrative within our brain because the guilt and shame is it's, it's causing anxiety. It's causing depression. It's causing a lot of mental health because you're ripping yourself apart. Once I became a solo parent, I had to, like I said, find that balance. I had to figure out how to not lose my own marbles, but be able to show up for my kids, ditch the guilt, but still take care of myself all along the way. I'm not saying it wasn't hard. Like it took effort and work. I, set up very slowly a schedule that worked for me in terms of gaining support from sitters as well as my nanny. And every now and then I would take three to four hours on a Sunday where I got to do me, right? Like I got to have a little piece of a weekend for me. I'm not going out, you know, on, on, couples dates and dinners every weekend and, and with, you know, the, the mom crew and like, I, I'm not doing all that. A, I don't have the energy for it. I don't really have the time and it's been a long road 
from the start of COVID to when everything happened in my life that a lot of my friends have either moved away or it's just shifted and changed. So I have to find time for me. Like I have to carve that out. And the boys did not love it. They, they did not want me to leave. They got used to it. They were okay with it. And the first few times I did it, the, the thoughts went in my head. Like the thoughts kept ru- rushing through like, oh my gosh, I should, I should, I should, right? I should be there. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be there. I should all the different things, right? It's the same thing. Let's say when you snap at your kids, oh, I should be able to do this better. I should be able to hold it together. I should be able to do all the laundry and the dishes and do, you know, my, my nine to five job and smile and look pretty and thin and be able to get the kids cleaned in a bathtub that they're splashing and thising and thatting and driving me up the wall without losing it. Like I should, 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 should. It, it's exactly what I do with my clients. You have to create new patterns and you have to practice those patterns. So I constantly said like, it's okay. It's okay to feel that way, but you're safe. It's okay to feel that way, but you also know this is healthy for all of you, all of you. And I would say that that's been the biggest piece for me guilt-wise is needing to take those breaks. And it shows up, guilt shows up in so many different ways for parents, whether it's working extremely long hours and feeling guilty that you aren't there as often as you think you quote should be, or again, that you snap at your kids or you lose it on your kids and you feel so guilty, right? I talk about the burnout cycle, you know, stage one is you got it all figured out. You're, you're badass, kick-ass parent, you know, going to Whole Foods, getting the non-GMO, I don't know, seaweed crackers, right? You're like, I got this. Stage two is your kids are thriving, but self-care and all the different things goes out the window. Yeah. Stage three is you're there. You're snapping at your kids. You're snapping at your partner. You're eating the leftover macaroni and cheese on your plate. Like you're not taking care of yourself. And then what happens in stage three is you snap at your kids, right? Now, what happens after? You cry, you apologize to your kids. You say, mommy, daddy, we, I shouldn't, we, I shouldn't have done that. Whoever you are, right? Listening. That implies that you were wrong. That implies that you're broken. That implies that you're guilty, right? That definition from the beginning, right? Like you committed a crime, but you didn't. You just had a hard moment, not even a hard day, a hard moment. And I teach my clients that the sum of the moments create our life, the highs and the lows, the sum of the moments don't create the day of like, today was a bad day or today was a good day. Let's go moment by moment by moment, because what happens in stage four of that burnout cycle is after you apologize, after you shame your behavior, after you do all the things, you have a parent, mommy, daddy meltdown. You cry, you guilt and shame yourself. You tell yourself, it's me. I can do better. I must do better. I have to do better. Why can't I keep it together? I should be able to keep it together. And what do you do? You swallow your pride. You get right back up on the horse. And the cycle continues over and over and over and over and over. And what you need to recognize is you're craving a break because you're dysregulated. You're craving silence and peace because you're overstimulated. You are needing a break, wanting that parent 
spa getaway or the mom's group who goes, you know, out of town for the weekend. Dads, you get that too. Golfing, hunting, all the different trips, right? Like you're craving that because your brain and your body is asking for it. It's requesting it. It is demanding. It is saying, you need to F and listen. Like I'm, I'm on E. I'm E and I'm breaking down and you're about to be on the side of the road calling F and AAA. Like that's what's about to happen. And parents aren't recognizing it. We're guilting and shaming ourselves. And then what are we doing? We're continuing to go. Like that's batshit crazy. Like it's going to make you batshit crazy. If you are guilting and shaming yourself constantly, the next time you guilt and shame yourself, stop. Stop and ask yourself, how do I feel right now? How does my body feel? Nine times out of 10, you're going to be like, I'm, I'm exhausted. Like I'm freaking done. Like I'm there. I need someone to tag in. Yeah. And f- again, for me, I don't have anyone to tag in. I don't. And so the guilt and shame for me was I can't do this on my own, but I should be able to right? Like that was the wound. That was the like, but you should, Brooke, you should. What do you mean you can't? What do you mean you can't run a business, keep the house clean, pick up the kids from school, make the dinner, fold the laundry, have a phenomenal weekend of birthday parties and I don't know, rock climbing and who knows, you should be able to do it all. And you know what? I tried and I still try every single day. The wound never fully, fully goes away. We always want to try and do more or be more or this or that. Like that's self-growth. That's learning. That's healing. That's allowing yourself to trust that the next moment may be better, right? Than the last. But I had to release it because I was, it was crippling me. Like I, I, I had to be able to say, you're doing enough. You're doing enough. And if you're finding yourself guilting and shaming yourself constantly, the next time you stop and say, how do I feel right now? If you're exhausted, depleted, overwhelmed, burnt out, all the different things, yes, take a look at my courses. They would absolutely help you. But more importantly, ask yourself, what do I need? Like if my brain and my body is saying I'm exhausted, depleted, and all the different things, that doesn't mean you should shame yourself because you're broken and your wheels need to turn faster and your body and your brain just can't keep up. Like that's not what's happening. You've got to take care of yourself. And anytime that happens, that should be a light bulb for you to say, okay, I'm not taking care of myself. I need to slow down. I need to do something, whatever it is. What do you need? You get to decide. I never prescribe to anyone that I work with, like, I need you to eat this way. I need you to work out this many times a week. And I need you to move your body this much. And I need you to read or yoga or, or Zen out or meditate or I don't do any of that because that's not going to work. You have to figure out what works for you and what you need. I can't tell you that we all function and tick differently based on your nervous system. I'm a seeker. I've very much done a ton of rewiring and networking in my brain to slow that seeking behavior down because the seeking behavior was exhausting my freaking tank, like sucking the gas dry. So I had to do the hard work of slowing down and being able to give my energy to where it is best needed. And the guilt 
the emotional toll that that takes on your brain and body, that's exhausting too. So like I had to, like I had to dump it. It was kind of like an SOS situation, right? You're on a cruise ship, you, you practice that thing where you get the life vests on. Well, that happened for me. Like it was time to get in the boat, buoy, whatever the heck that thing is. Like I had to do it. But do, do you get to, you know, when a plane is going down and, and you're getting off and on sliding down the plane, you get to bring your bags? No, they say leave everything behind. Just take yourself, right? Now, you know, you know, when I'm on that plane, I'm like, mm-mm, home dog, I'm taking that phone and computer. Like, I'll see ya. I'll be the one with the bag. I'll do it. But I had to pitch everything that didn't serve me in order to show up as who I am now and today. I had to. And so if you're struggling to do that, allow yourself to know that it's okay to release the things that do not serve you. Allow yourself to tell your brain and your body, it's okay to be exactly where I'm at. And if you want different, if you want change, keep listening here, right? I have tons of courses online now. I have Thrive, right? Like there's so many different ways you can do this. And I was talking with Maria, one of our mom coaches who I've been mentoring for over two years now. Her mom is a licensed therapist and all of the different things and a phenomenal woman and has taught Maria so much in life. And even her mom, who is now a grandma, right, doesn't necessarily use the tools that we do within Thrive. And I believe it's because as we've gotten older as a society, we now have more information. So it's not just on the psychological level, right? Like Maria's mom has practiced and, and done wonderful things with her clients along the way. We are now stepping into the neuroscience of understanding when we support our parents and when we support you, we're stepping into brain health, not psychological health, right? The psych portion. And so that's where we get to rewire that guilt and shame and all the different things that you're feeling so often. Yeah. So I kind of wrote a list of things that if you are feeling this on a constant basis, things to keep in mind, I would say the number one thing on my list is you do you boo. Like you do you. There's no one right way to be a parent. Like there just isn't. Now, some like the scrapbooky, Facebooky, you know, perfection of Martha Stewart life. And I love saying that Martha Stewart also went to jail. So like, let's just throw that shit out the window. Some want the va-va-voom of the Kardashian life and, and want the, the glitz and the glam and the, you know, all the different things. Some want the crunchy life. Some want the badass CEO life. Some want just a simple stay at home life. And like, it is so okay to be your own person in parenthood. And I think because we see how our parents were, or we see how society is, or we see how others are, we do so much of building this story within our head of what it needs to look like. And so then if you build a story, it's like Cinderella, like if you build the story that the prince will come and the shoe will drop and he will put it on your foot and it will fit and then you'll get this lavish lifestyle with all these balls, right? Like first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in a baby carriage with a white picket fence and all the goodness. Like I think we kind of all thought this would be that. I 
think we did. And like the gig is up. It's like, holy shit. Like parenthood is not white picket fence where like, this is hard. This is hard. I would say that releasing all that for me was on the agenda of things I did along the way. And I'm not your standard mom. I'm not only a widow, but I dance on top of my countertops. I freaking love the brain. I'm a nerd at heart. I read books upon books upon books weekly. I am a doctor of occupational therapy, but I do it my badass way. You know, like I, I do it my way. And I can't always be all the places at once as a parent. I can't always keep my cool. Like I'm, I'm it. Like it's, it's okay. You know, and I take breaks. I, I push my children to be strong, independent individuals from a very, very early age. And I'm okay with working hard. I'm okay with being the badass CEO. I'm okay with taking breaks. I'm okay with not, despite it hurting, I'm okay with, or having to be okay with not always being there not always being there. I can't tell you how hard it is to know that my kids have, you know, Thanksgiving lunch at school and they told me a week in advance or two weeks in advance, but I have clients. Like I have, I have work and I don't have someone else to go. So my kids for the first time in their lives are sitting at the lunch table with the teachers and it broke my heart. But I have to release the guilt because I've had beautiful conversations with them, asked them how it feels or how it felt. We discussed it. I thanked them for sharing and we hugged and they know, like they know at the end of the day, mommy loves them. Mommy is doing everything she can for our family and being all the places at once. And I had to say, okay, I'm doing enough. I'm doing enough, right? And it's okay, whatever parenthood looks like for you, you don't need to be guilting yourself into looking a different way or being a different person or you just don't, right? Like it's, it's more than okay. It is, is, it just is like point blank, simply put, it is okay. The other big one is the comparing, Right. And I kind of touched on this and being who you are simply as you as a parent, right? Like we look at all the different people and all the different things and we think, oh, I should be doing that. I should, oh God, she looks like this. Or, oh God, he's doing that. Or, oh my God, they make so much. Or, like, oh, they just got a new car. Like, we should be doing that too. Or, like, I want to go on vacation. Or, like, why did, why can they keep it together? They have five kids. Like, what is going on? How can they look like the perfection couple and all this stuff with five? Like, what? Like, no. Mm -mm. Like, no. Not only is every single human situation different, your lives are different, your relationships are different, your brain is different. You tick and function differently. And that's one of the biggest pieces of one of the reasons why I do what I do is because I think a lot of guilt and shame comes and stems from the fact that you don't understand how your brain ticks. You don't understand what your brain needs. You don't understand what your body needs. You don't understand how to support your brain and your body. So you just shame yourself because you think, like I said, I should be able to do all the things. I should be able to keep it together. But what if I told you once you understood your brain and your body and once you accepted your brain and your body for how it functions and what it needs, you could then release the shame and guilt because I just knew I needed breaks. Like I knew I needed every now and those, those four hours on those Sundays. I just did. 
And I gave them to myself when I needed it. Like that was taking care of my mental health. It doesn't mean I'm weak or broken. And so I had to tell my brain it is okay. It's okay to do this. Like it's okay to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, there's no humanly way possible you're going to be able to take care of your kids. And if you guilt and shame yourself in front of your kids, mommy shouldn't have done that. Daddy was wrong. I'm so sorry. Like that's not what we do. Like like ripping yourself apart in front, like telling your kids, like I'm guilty, I'm bad, I'm wrong. Like you can apologize and say, how did that make you feel when mommy snapped at you? That made me feel sad. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm so sorry I did that. Mommy is so tired. Not once in there did I say, mommy should not have done that. Instead, what I might have said is, thank you so much for sharing. It is more than okay to feel sad. Mommy feels so sad too. Parenthood is so hard. Mommy is doing her best and I love you. And I will always be there for you, right? Like I'm not shaming myself, especially in front of my kids. That's teaching your children how to learn how to shame people. That's teaching your children how to adopt the feelings of guilt. We're just passing that on to them if, if we do that. I believe that showing my children that I'm a strong, independent woman that can be a badass CEO, take breaks for myself, not do everything perfect, show up as a human, not perfection, I believe that that's teaching my children how to be well-rounded individuals and create a humanistic life, not a perfectionistic life. And that's what it's about. I grew up in perfection. I grew up, I mean, my mom is perfection. Like, she's wonderful. It's a lot of living up to. Like, like I couldn't do it. And so... Once I wave the white flag of like, I get to be myself, I get to do this on my own. Once the alarms went off and, and the sh cruise ship was going down, it was like, I don't have any other choice but to be myself. Like I, I don't have the luxury of faking this perfection. Like I don't. And I think that it's the drive of wanting to reach perfection or a lot of my parents come to me and say, I want to feel happy. Well, does that mean you want to feel happy like Disneyland happy and never ever feel anything other than happy because I'm not quite sure that that world exists unless you live at Disneyland. But by the way, Disneyland to me seems like the most dysregulating place on earth. Not the happiest, but that's just my opinion. As I'm getting older, my children, I should say, are getting older. I'm getting wiser. I do think I need to take them there, but oh, I can't believe I said that out loud. If I think it and then I say it, I usually do it. Damn it. Here we go. <laughs> Wait for those podcasts to drop. How Disney went as a solo parent. Just kidding. I'm not going alone. But if you can allow yourself to simply be who you are, release the, the comparison game and release what you think you need to be as a parent and who you need to show up as, you're going to have a lot of more fun. Like you're going to have a hell of a lot of fun. Like I have so much fun. I have so much fun being wacko. Like I don't, like I have so much fun. I literally get to be the hot mess express and like love it all along the way. And you can too. Like you totally can. I want you to remember lastly that life isn't perfect. I think like I, I've said so many like 
metaphors of like Cinderella and this and that, right? right? Look at all the rom-coms. Like they all end in perfection. They all end with a beautiful kiss at the the lovey-dovey. Oh, they ended up together at the end. Oh, look, it's so, oh, like that's a beautiful ending to the story. And so we've seen all these things and we think that's how it should be, right? Like, okay, they go through a lot or they, there's, there's a climax, there's a this, there's a that, there's a breaking point, And then boom, we're all good again. Like we're good. We're good. Such is life, right? Like it, it's, it doesn't, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. nope. Mm-mm. It is okay to remember that life is not perfect. Like I said, all my clients are searching for that happiness. Yeah. I can give you that happiness. I can help show you the way. But like I said, it's the moments. It's not Disneyland. I mean, like, I'm not quite sure, but I don't think Disney allows you to take a sleeping bag and hang out there, right? You can't stay forever. And it's pretty damn expensive if you want to stay forever, right? Our life is made up of highs and lows and all the in-betweens. And we have to embrace all of that. Like, it's okay to feel crappy. It's okay to feel not okay, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel broken. It's also okay to embrace the happy moments, not decades and, and years. Like if you start embracing the happy moments, like, ah, oh, that was a great moment. You'll find that it will be collective and you will feel that happiness. Perfection doesn't exist. Strength, resiliency, bravery understanding, forgiveness, self-compassion, awareness, that exists. Perfection? Mm-mm. Nope. Not so much. But if we're striving for that, you better believe that guilt and shame will continue. It will, right? Your kids are splashing in the bathtub and the lights are on and you're ready for them to go to sleep and they've just given you a run for your money during dinner and they all wanted 15 different things and then they didn't eat it all and you've made four meals by the end of that and then you've got all the plates to clean and the laundry to do once they go to bed and you're like can you just wash your armpits like can you just do it and like kind of do it fast and kind of do it quietly and we don't need 15,000 toys in the bathtub and we like let's just go come on let's go Yeah. Like you're there. And to be quite honest, a lot of bathrooms echo and it's just ramping your nervous system up. So what do you do? You snap. You're like, I'm done. I've had it. Give me your arm. Let's wipe the armpits. Let's get the heck out. Come on. On to bed we go, you know? But when you lose it, you're like, oh, I should be like, why can't I? Like, I should be able to just smile. And like, yeah. True. They're kids. They're having a blast. They're innocent little things just wanting to. Oh, look, the water, like, you know, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got it in you. When's the last time you got in a bathtub and splashed around with tons of toys and you're like, Ooh, this is fun. Like, no, for us, a bath is calming and soothing and regulating and all the different things. Water for kids is stimulating, right? But if you lose it, like, That doesn't mean that you're a shitty human being. It just means you're done. And the perfection of like, I should be able to laugh and smile with my kids every single day and keep it together every single day and enjoy the splashing of the water outside of the tub and 
and enjoy the mess when they drop their food on the ground or when they're crying because they don't want to go to bed or like, or when they're having a meltdown in the middle of Target because you didn't buy them the damn toy. Like these are real things that happen. And there's tips and tricks and tools for all those different things that I mentioned. But if you can't show up to the party with all those tips and tricks all along the way, that doesn't mean that you have to guilt and shame yourself and say you suck. The last thing I will say is if you have the myth in your head that you need to put your children above everything else, like everything else, hands down, you will feel guilt and shame hands down, because it's basically the same thing. Like you're saying, I should put them first. Like they come first, they come first, they come first. If my children came first a hundred percent of the time, I wouldn't make it. I, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be able to do this life. I have to matter. I have to, like, I, I have to be worthy of mattering too. Don't you matter? Like, I, I, I kind of think you, like you listening, like you matter. As a human, as an individual, as someone who is lucky enough to be alive and on this earth, like your life matters. Your children's matter too. But why can't it be equal? Like, I love them and we all matter. We all need to be taken care of. And I guarantee you, no one is going to take care of you unless your mom or dad still lives in your home. And there's, I don't, I don't know, like, but no one's here taking care of me. I had to figure that out for myself. And I would guess no one is there taking care of you. So you've got two options. You can guilt and shame yourself and say, I should be able to do everything above all else for my children. Or you can say, I fucking matter. I matter. I have all the same organs as my children. Like, I got a brain too. Like, not only that, like, you're working your ass off for them. Like, you matter. And so release that myth of, I have to put them above all else. Like you don't, they matter. And so do you like period, the end, it can be both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't. If you're finding that you are struggling to release this guilt and shame on your own, my battling burnout course, my brand new course has an entire module. We talk about this so in depth and I teach you how to release that, right? Like those steps to take. And again, it comes with the understanding of your brain. Like I said, I'm a seeker, right? But being a seeker of sensory means that I expend a lot of energy. And when I expend a lot of energy, I'm depleting the gas tank. And when the gas tank is on E, that's when we snap and do all the things. So if you don't know how your brain ticks, you get to take the sensory profile for yourself in battling burnout. You get to see if you're a seeker or an avoider or all the different things. 
And it starts with you. It starts with your brain health. It starts with you understanding your brain. And it's okay to feel burnt out. It's okay to want to have this information. It's okay to gather data and, and find happiness for yourself and your life and your family. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? Like I've said with your kids, it doesn't. And so take it moment by moment. Yeah. The highs and lows, check in with yourself and remember to practice compassion. Like you're not a bad parent. You're not. And I want each and every one of you listening to go to bed at night thinking, not just thinking, believing and knowing and trusting. I rock. Like I rock. I'm a badass parent. And you can have that. Like you totally can. I used to go to bed thinking, is this my life? Like this can't be it. I suck. Why can't I keep it together? Like I used to do that. And now I go to bed thinking, you know, wrap up of the day. Oh, that was really great. Oh, that was a little hard moment. But like, yeah, like we did it. Like, whew, yeah. Like, woo, I rock. Mm, I got this. You know, like you can have that. It's not ego. It's love and trust and worth for yourself of like, I am doing enough. And you can have that. You can feel it. You can own it. And you can trust it. And if you want that, I'm not going anywhere. There's all the tools you could ever want on my website and in my Thrive program or working with myself or Maria or Brittany or Emily, we're all here to support you all along the way. And until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.